An Overview of the Donisovan Puzzle by Peter Line. Originally published June 2019. As ancient DNA analysis has become increasingly common, the identity of the mysterious Denisovans has gradually been revealed, through knowledge of their genome, as well as more fossil bones being identified as belonging to this population. Although a complete picture is not yet available of the Denisovan puzzle, pieces are starting to fall into place. Here, an overview of this fascinating subject is given from a non-evolutionary viewpoint. In 2018, a scrap of human finger bone was discovered in Denisova Cave, an isolated cave in the Altai Mountains of southern Siberia. A research team led by Savant Paibu, after extracting genetic material from the finger bone, sequenced its mitochondrial DNA in 2010. The mitochondrial DNA analysis of the finger bone, a proximal fragment of the distal phalanx, said to be from a layer dated to between 48 and 30,000 years ago, found that Neanderthals and Denisovans differed from modern humans at an average of 202 and 385 nucleotide positions respectively. From this, it was concluded that an extinct species of human ancestor had existed in Asia about 40,000 years ago, and it was also the first time a hominin has been described, not from the morphology of its fossilized bones, but from the sequence of its DNA. Using the mitochondrial DNA from chimpanzees and bonobos as reference, the researchers estimated that at about 1 million years ago, the new hominin's mitochondrial DNA had shared a common ancestor with Neanderthals and modern humans. Long-age dates, as we are describing here, are given to properly explain the research findings being reported on, but reflect the beliefs and assumptions within evolution, not those of this article's author. We would say it's more recent, in the creation perspective, about 6,000 years ago or less. Later in 2010, the Peibu research team published their analysis of the nuclear DNA of the Nisova three finger bone. They reported that the data suggested it contributed 4-6% to of its genetic material to the genomes of present-day Melanesians, and designated the hominin population that it belonged to as Denisovans. They also stated that, the picture that emerges from analysis of the nuclear genome is one where Denisova population is a sister group to Neanderthals. On the analysis of the nuclear DNA, Bustamante and Hen commented, It seems that comparison of ancient and modern genomes processed at the same time provides a consistent picture of extra allelel sharing between Denisovans and present-day Melanesians, as well as between Denisovans and Neanderthals. The Pepu team also reported on the morphology and mitochondrial DNA of a Denisovan upper molar tooth, its sequence said to differ at two positions from the mitochondrial DNA of the Denisova number 3 finger bone, whereas it differed at about 380 positions from both Neanderthal and present-day humans. In 2015, the nuclear DNA sequence from Denisova number 4 was analyzed as well as the nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA sequence data from another Denisovan upper molar from Denisova Cave. According to the Peibu team, the Peibu team also reported on the morphology and mitochondrial DNA of a Denisovan upper molar tooth, Denisova number 4. Its sequence said to differ at two positions from the mitochondrial DNA of the Denisova number 3 finger bone, 
whereas it differed at about 380 positions from both Neanderthal and present-day humans. In 2015, the nuclear DNA sequence from Denisova No. 4 was analyzed, as well as the nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA sequence DNA from another Denisovan upper molar from Denisova Cave. According to the Pebu team, the nuclear DNA sequences retrieved from Denisova No. 4 and Denisova No. 8 are more closely related to the Denisovan No. 3 genome used to define the Denisovans as a hominin group than to present-day human or Neanderthal genomes. Furthermore, the mitochondrial DNAs of the two molars form a clade with the Denisova No. 3. The Denisova No. 4 and Denisova No. 8 teeth were described as very large compared with Neanderthal and early modern human molars with the Denisova No. 8 molar said to be larger than the Denisova No. 4 molar. In 2017, the nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA sequence data of a deciduous lower molar from a fourth Denisovan individual, Denisova II, also from Denisova Cave, was analyzed. From their analysis, the Pebu team concluded, On the basis of the number of missing substitutions in the mitochondrial DNA determined from the specimen, we find that Denisova II is substantially older than two of the other Denisovans, reinforcing the view that Denisovans were likely to have been present in the vicinity of Denisova Cave over an extended time period. We show that the level of nuclear DNA sequence diversity found among Denisovans is within the lower range of that of the present-day human populations. Now this is important. Up until the start of 2019, the above scrap of finger bone and three teeth represented the totality of fossil remains positively identified, via DNA analysis, as Denisovan. However, another finding of importance has also been revealed. After mitochondrial DNA and nuclear DNA analysis of a long bone fragment, Denisova 11, from Denisova Cave. Whilst mtDNA analysis in 2016 found the specimen to be carrying mtDNA of the Neanderthal type, even more interesting was the DNA analysis published in 2018, the latter finding that the individual was a first-generation Neanderthal Denisovan offspring. For example, the Denisova 11 bone fragment came from an individual who had a Neanderthal mother and a Denisovan father. In their paper, these authors applied a Bayesian age modeling approach, combining chronometric, that is, radiocarbon, uranium series, and optical ages, Stratigraphic and genetic data to calculate probabilistically the supposed age of the human fossils found in the Denise of a cave. As a result, they concluded, Our modeled estimate for the age of the oldest Denisovan fossil suggests that this group was present at the site as early as 195,000 years ago, at 95.4% probability. All Neanderthal fossils, as well as Denisova 11, the daughter of a Neanderthal and a Denisovan, date to between 80,000 and 140,000 years ago. The youngest Denisovan dates to 52,000 to 76,000 years ago. To add confusion to the identity of the Denisovans, a recent genome sequencing study, analyzing archaic introgression in a new data set covering island Southeast Asia and Papua, suggested considerable complexity in archaic contact with modern humans interbreeding with multiple Denisovan groups that were geographically isolated from each other over deep evolutionary time. As summed up by Deani Lewis, In all, 
the team found DNA from three separate Denisovan populations, the Altai group, dubbed D0, and two others, D1 and D2. The latter two split off from the Altai Denisovans around 280,000 years ago, and from each other even further back, at 363,000 years ago. Also, the D1 population, whose sequences were especially enriched in people living in the island of New Guinea, was said to be as different from the other Denisovans as it is from Neanderthals, and according to one of the researchers, probably warranted its own name. As if the supposed scenarios could not get more confusing, and Gibbons describes modeling indicating more potential mixing, and population geneticist Alan Rogers of the University of Utah in Salt Lake City said that his analysis suggests Denisovans and Neanderthals themselves were the product of interbreeding. He used computational modeling to test different scenarios for how Denisovans, Neanderthals, and modern humans acquired each other's DNA. He concluded the common ancestor of Denisovans and Neanderthals interbred with another extinct, super-archaic member of the human family, possibly Homo erectus, about 700,000 years ago or so. This reference to a super-archaic human appears to refer to a ghost population, a population of which there is no data from an unmixed form, but whose past existence can be detected from its genetic contributions to later people. According to evolutionists, there are at least three human ghost populations, Basil Eurasians, African Neanderthals, and Ghost Denisovan. For example, species in populations for which there is no evidence except for their DNA. However, one should remember that ancient DNA analysis, such as what we are describing here, is cluttered with unproven evolutionary assumptions and long ages, and so needs to be reinterpreted when integrating into a creation model. Although this is very confusing, one can conclude from the studies described above that Denisovans were interbreeding with modern humans and Neanderthals. There is also strong evidence of Neanderthals interbreeding with modern humans. Between 2-4% to of the genomes of non-Africans are estimated to be Neanderthal. Hence, by the biological species concept that makes them all part of the same species. Technically, they should all be classified as Homo sapiens. It also means that, from a biblical view, they were all members of the created humankind, and hence descendants of Adam and Eve. Concerning the Neanderthals, a species long maligned as knuckle-dragging brutes, they are currently being rehabilitated by advocates such as the Portuguese archaeologist J.O. Zilhau. Writing in the Smithsonian, Franz Lids stated, Adaptation is key to Zilhau's take on Neanderthals. He has long maintained that they were the mental equals of sapiens and sophisticated enough to imagine, innovate, absorb influences, reinvent them and incorporate that knowledge into their own culture. Sure, there were physical differences between Neanderthals and modern humans, he says. This tone is soft and measured, but there's a flinty toughness to his words. But Neanderthals were humans, and in terms of basic things that make us different, there was no difference. But what about the Denisovans? What did they look like? A scrap of finger bone and three teeth tell next to nothing about what the Denisovans looked like. However, early in 2019, it was announced that a palm-sized section of a brain case 
was the first Denisovan skull fossil ever to be found. Discovered in Denisova Cave in 2016, the parietal bone fragment, Denisova 13, was attributed to being Denisovan based on its mtDNA and consisted of two adjoining posterior half-fragments of the left parietal. As described by Bruce Bauer, Viola of the University of Toronto and his colleagues compared a digital reconstruction of the skull fragment from corresponding parts of 112 present-day human skulls and 30 Stone Age Homo skulls, including Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. The Denisovan find didn't fit neatly into any previously known Homo species. Some features linked the Denisovan fossil to Neanderthals and to a 430-year-old Spanish Homo species that had Denisovan ancestry. The Denisovan skull fragment is surprisingly thick, more like cranial bones of Stone Age Homo erectus, Viola said. The Spanish Homo species mentioned refers to the fossil remains of Burgos, northern Spain. These remains, which you can see figured on our website in this article, are usually assigned to the species Homo heidelbergensis, as well as referred to as Middle Pleistocene hominins, or hominids, an almost complete empty DNA sequence of an SH specimen was reported in 2014 as closely related to the lineage leading to mitochondrial genomes of Denisovans. However, when the nuclear DNA was sequenced from two specimens in 2016, it was reported that the SH specimens were related to Neanderthals rather than to Denisovans, even though the mtDNA recovered from one of the specimens shared the earlier described relationship to Denisovan mtDNA. Evolutionists have presented various scenarios to explain the above finding, but they invariably lead to complex and unrealistic interbreeding storylines. However, if the evolutionary assumptions and long ages are dropped, then a simple explanation is that the Denisovan, Neanderthal, and S.H. Homo heidelbergensis remains all belong to populations that were fully human, and to various degrees interbred with each other. That the Denisovan skull fragment was surprisingly thick, more like cranial bones of Stone Age Homo erectus, as described by Bauer earlier, raises the question if the Denisovans were in fact Homo erectus. In May of 2019, there was reported a Denisovan mandible, the right half, that had originally been found by a monk in 1980 on the Tibetan plateau in Maishia Karst Cave in China. This mandible was identified as Denisovan by ancient protein analysis and said to be dated to at least 160,000 years old through U-series dating of carbonate matrix adhering to the mandible. This mandible, which has no chin, was described by paleoanthropologist Rabutusius. The mandibular morphology in general is primitive, short and very robust, and close to Homo erectus specimens. But the less elongated shape of the dental arcade is closer to that of the earliest specimens of Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. The teeth are similar to the Denisovans from Altai Mountains, and their morphology fits within the hominin variability. Paleoanthropologist Jean-Jacques Hublin saw the jawbone, also the first known Denisovan fossil outside of Denisova Cave, as resembling the Pungu mandible found off the coast of Taiwan. The Pungu mandible is said to be an archaic homo specimen, with many homo erectus features, 
but it has not been assigned to a specific species within the genus Homo. Hublin is also quoted predicting that most of the Chinese hominin fossil record younger than 350,000 years and older than 50,000 years is made of Denisovans. Whilst one cannot yet say with certainty that the Denisovans were Homo erectus, indications are that they were erectus-like, and whether you call them Homo erectus or Homo heidelbergensis or Middle Pleistocene hominins is in many ways a moot point, as there appears to be little difference between them. Paleoanthropologist Daniel Lieberman, an expert on the supposed evolution of the human head, said the following. Homo heidelbergensis and Homo neanderthalensis crania are generally Homo erectus-like, but with a slight increase in face size and relative brain size. In contrast, Homo sapiens represents a shift in craniofacial architecture, with a retracted smaller face and a more spherical vault. Here, fossils from human species such as Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis, and Homo neanderthalensis are considered to have been early post-flood humans, for example, descendants of Adam and Eve, and so they should all be reclassified as Homo sapiens. Differences in morphological features between these human, quote, species are considered as variations within a humankind, whether caused by genetic or environmental factors, and whether normal or pathological, they have nothing to do with ape-to-human evolution. Some of the difference in the crania between Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis, and Neanderthals may simply be due to differences in brain size, as brain growth largely determines the size and form of the neurocranium. If you'll add to this environmental influences, along with genetic drift, and most of the differences between these early post-flood humans can most likely be accounted for, concerning why humans such as Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis, and Neanderthals had differences in skull architecture compared to modern humans is open to debate and not the real focus, but one possibility is that it reflects differences in development of these early post-flood individuals, possibly linked to longevity. A recent DNA study of a human pygmy population, that is known as the Hobbit, was found, reported that the genomes reveal a complex history of admixture with Denisovans and Neanderthals, but there's no evidence for gene flow with other archaic hominins, such as Homo floresiensis or Homo erectus. As stated by Gibbons, the team found no trace of archaic DNA that could be from the Hobbit. However, the DNA of the Hobbit is currently unknown, despite attempts to obtain it, so the study was making the unproven evolutionary assumption that Homo floresiensis was a different species to modern humans and humans they categorize as Denisovans and Neanderthals. Perhaps there was no trace of the hobbit in the DNA of the Flores pygmies because Homo floresiensis never was a new or different species. The tiny hobbit skull, known as LB1, has similarities with humans categorized as Homo erectus, and a possible scenario is that it was a Homo erectus human with pathology. However, it is interesting that the pygmy population has traces of the mysterious Denisovans and Neanderthals in their genome. If the Denisovans were erectus-like people, the DNA of Homo erectus is also unknown. Another possible scenario is that populations of modern human and Homo erectus, for example, Denisovans, interbred with Flores and individuals like the LB1 hobbit were the offspring 
albeit with pathology. The Denisovans are a fascinating subject, be it a difficult one to follow with all these strange terms. It is known from ancient DNA studies that the Denisovans interbred with modern humans, and so by the biological species concept, that makes them the same species. For example, Homo sapiens. Hence, by logic, the specimens in Homo erectus must also have been fully human, and part of the humankind, if they were Denisovan. The Denisovans appear to have been erectus-like, and it is hoped that further cranial bones of these humans will be identified, which should confirm whether they in fact were similar in morphology to humans classified as Homo erectus. I don't know about you, but after this article, I could use a bit of lighter reading, and I have just the book for you if you feel the same way. The Puzzle of Ancient Man Popular culture has led us to believe that ancient man was primitive, originating from primates and steadily improving through a process of time and chance. But does that agree with reality? What does the evidence left behind from past cultures tell us? Was ancient man simple and primitive as we have been taught, or did the level of science and technology existing thousands of years ago rival or even surpass the level of ours today in the 21st century? You can find the answers to these questions in the puzzle of ancient man. It's full of interesting evidence for advanced technology in past civilizations. In this updated third edition, Dr. Chedic examines more details of technology, evidence of ancient machine power, and optical technology possessed by ancient people. Along with Dr. Chittick, examine what the facts say about ancient man that have long gone unnoticed and oftentimes ignored by today's secular culture. Get your copy of this real page-turner at creation.com store. I am Joseph Darnell, and for the team at creation.com, thanks for listening. <laughs>